Welcome to the GameDev.TV Community Podcast. I'm your host, KB, and I would like to introduce you to industry professionals and people who successfully made their path to the video game industry. I hope that you enjoy the podcast and get useful tips that will bring you closer to achieving your dreams. Now, let's get right into the podcast. Jacqueline is a gameplay programmer at Pineapple Studios, and it looks like you also started up a studio. Or, yeah. Saguaro, like the cactus. Um, right, Games Studio. <laughs> awesome. And actually, can you just uh, let the game to the TV students know a little bit about more who you are, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, so my name is Jacqueline. I am a game programmer and game designer. I got my bachelor's in uh, both of those things. So um, I studied at the University of Advancing Technology in Tempe, Arizona. I recently moved from there to California for my husband's work because COVID's like crazy. Um, so we ended up having to move. Um, while I was at UAT, I decided to start my own company at uh, Suaro Game Studios, uh, mostly because I just really, really loved it. I got to school like I'm going to be a programmer because I love programming and that's what I want to do. And then they make you take this class where you do both um, where you really learn about like game design kind of you like make a game and you learn how to like work in a team with each other and then i was like oh my god i love i love game design so i started taking some game design classes and was like okay i cannot ever like like i can't ever not do this so i'm going to make my own company i'm going to do it like right, right now and so i started it with a couple of people that were like were in my group for that project um cuz we really hit it off we really got along really great and we were making like amazing games so we did that and then um since then we've been working on like our debut game uh that we're hoping to release like sometime this year on steam um but we'll see how it goes uh it's called boss simulator it's a first person management simulation game and uh it's very different because this management part isn't really focused on like numbers and making money and worrying about like where units are going those types of things it's really um heavily focused on the interactions between the player and their like employees and like the player um there's a huge emphasis for them to be like taking into consideration like what are the goals of the ai uh do they have any needs like what do they want um to be happy like at work um so when you talk to them you have to like consider all the things you would normally consider when you talk to it like a regular human being is like if i say this how are they going to take it um or like if i do this does that get in the way of this person's goal um so it's really fun and unique like experience wow that's a lot yeah awesome so let's dive into the beginning so when did you f- figure out you wanted to be a programmer was it like you love for games when you were younger or just technology or just the class you took um so Honestly, I didn't really get to play a lot of games growing up. Um, we didn't have like a whole lot of money, and like the money that we did have did not go towards games. Um, my parents uh, had other things; they, it wasn't so important to them the games thing. But uh, in high school, I got to go to a um, uh, like a tech school where you got to do like regular high school and also take like a shop class. Okay, and the cool. one that interested me the most was um, IT. So like in that one you get to like build computers and I got to learn how to like program um using HTML, CSS and JavaScript. And um that's really when like I really got into it cuz like I was programming every day for like hours cuz like I was just having so much fun with it. I entered competitions like through my school. I um won a couple of those and uh I was just like this is I was like 
so in love with it at the time. Um, but then when I moved to Arizona, in, like my second year of high school, I didn't really get to do it as much anymore because um, the, the school that I went to didn't really have any classes like that. Uh, so I kind of like kind of did it on my own for a little bit. Then I kind of dropped it. Um, and then I got into games like a couple of years after that. I started working at like a hobby store where um, they also had board games and like RC cars, like helicopters, all that fun stuff. And I got to meet like a lot of cool people and see a lot of like different hobbies. Um, and that's actually where I met my husband was at work. Um, he introduced me to like the actual world of board games beyond like the Hasbro games. Mm -hmm. like, um, he, we started playing games together and I was like, oh my God, I love games. And I started thinking about like, why do these board games work? Why are they fun? Like, how could I change this to make it different? And like, I was just thinking about it all the time. <laughs> So when I got the opportunity to like, go like, all right, yes, I'm going to college now, and I have, um, what do I want to do? I was like thinking about how much I liked games, and I was like, but I also really love programming, and I really want to get back to that. So I was like, let's do it. I'm going to go for game programming, and then I also got to like learn about game design like more um, while I was there, and I was like, yes, this is what I want to do. I want to be a game developer. I want to I want to program. I want to help design. I love all of it. Awesome. So this, uh, the college, you went for game design and gameplay programming? Yes. So I have my bachelor's of, in science and gameplay programming and my bachelor's in arts in game design. That's perfect. You really get to do what you want, to do program and game design. So how was the process in learning game design with the board games like then transferring to the college classes? Did it help that you had that like base? Yeah, so I think um, a lot of like the people going in were thinking of things in terms of video games because they played a lot of video games growing up, and I I really didn't. So I was I felt like maybe a little bit behind on that because they were talking about all these games and and I was like, oh, I have to go look this up. So I started playing a lot of games. I started like doing a lot of outside research. But when it came to like understanding mechanics and like how to like rapid prototype or like what at its core like could work and what couldn't, I feel like I did have a, like a, a really great understanding and I was able to like connect those things with board games um, a lot, which kind of gave it like a fresh like spin in class because I'd be like, oh, this board game does that really well. And um, so not only did I get to learn a lot about video games like while I was there, I think I was also helping like facilitate teaching other people about board games, which you know I love so much. So that is great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then when you were fell in love with programming, like HTML, CSS, and all that, when did you start moving into like gameplay programming? Was that in college or was that beforehand? Um, so I learned about UAT, and it was like a couple of semesters. Like since like I'd learned about them from when I started, uh, I actually when I learned about them, I went to one of the talks at their on on their campus. It was with um, the Unreal Evangelist, it was Chris Allen. He came and he was talking about Unreal. And I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. So I like downloaded Unreal and I started messing around with Unreal. Um, and I was like, oh my God, yeah, like for sure I wanna be, I wanna do this. And that's what really kind of like pushed me to apply there. It was because of that whole experience I got to talk with some people that, like that went there like before I went and um, I think where I really decided to get into games was when I was just going like I want to do games and I want to program and I want to like figure out if this is what I want to do so I went there and I was like exploring it really so I think that's when I really made the decision awesome and so when you were learning programming like HTML, CSS and all the other ones did you what was your like study session like how did you you know be able to understand like different concepts and apply it to what you're working on um, 
So like we did a lot of stuff in class, like as like in groups. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that actually really helped because I was able to um, like talk with the groups like like about like what we're doing, things that we didn't get. Um, I honestly did a lot of studying on my own and like just trying things. Like I'd go home, open the IDE and just like make a website or like try new designs or like, oh, I wonder if I can get this to like be a pop-up venue and just like try it and like kind of figure it out. Um, I'm very hands-on, like I learn the best when I'm doing. So like for me, just sitting down and doing it is the best way for me to learn. Um, and then when I don't really know something, I love to like talk to somebody and get like their perspective on it because like they, they might think about it a different way than I did. So it's like a lot of how I, how I learn, I guess. So back to how you were learning, you said you would just open up your IDE. Did you ever do like tutorials or you were just experimenting and trying things out? Um, so, like, we would be in class, you know, like, all day, and they'd teach us stuff, and then I'd go home and uh, just try the stuff that we learned in class, and then try something new, like, oh, what happens if I do this? Yeah. Um, I'm very, like, I think I'm a very curious person. I'm like, oh, what happens if I change this one? What happens if I do this now? Um, and just kind of seeing what happens and learning like, kind of through trial and oh. error, yeah. Yeah, that's key, because, like, that's a problem I have with where I, you know, get stuck at tutorials, and I get this, like, mindset where if it doesn't work like the tutorials and it's obviously wrong and then like i it's weird so i think it's great because for like tutorial lots of students what yeah tutorial hell it's a tutorial. It's yeah. <laughs> there's yeah you've got to it's it's yeah being able to dig in is is really important for sure having that curiosity yes i think it's another great way to explain to all the game.tv students like myself that it's okay <laughs> but go try new things go experiment go like you said go ide and just say like what would happen if this like, what if I wanted to have a spaceship that flies in Unreal? Well, let me go see how that works. Let me go see how a spaceship works. Let me go try it out. Let me go look at Unreal documentation. So, yeah, so that was a great thing that you brought up. Yeah, like, I for sure, like, follow tutorials, like, now, because, like, there's so much I still don't know, and I'm still learning, like, with C++ and Unreal. Um, like, like, right now, I'm trying to really dig into that. And uh, there are times that, yeah, for sure, I do the tutorial, and I'm like, oh, this didn't work. Um, but I think it's super, like such a valuable skill to like try to find out why, right? Like look at it, what's what's happening, step through it. I think that's really a lot of what helps me anyway. How uh, yeah, how often do you find yourself uh, referencing documentation for Unreal? Oh, all the time. Um, I well, really in general, yeah. Oh yeah. So like right now, I'm my strongest uh, is for Unity, and I use Unity documentation pretty much every time I sit down um, because there's always, like, something where I'm like, oh, I can't really quite remember how that works, and then I'll go look, and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's how that's how you do it. Um, or, like, for Unreal, I do that a lot now, too, because I'm like, I don't know any of the library stuff really hardly. Um, I think, uh, Kevin, you even saw me, like, on the Discord, like, yeah, oh, hey, yeah. I'm doing this, like, uh, bull cow tutorial from you guys, and... That was awesome. I was like, hey, you're doing the courses. <laughs> I'm wondering, did you find that before I talked to you, or was that, like, recently because I sent you the whole GameDev.TV website? I've, yeah, so I've just been doing a bunch of, like, Udemy courses, trying to, like, in, get to know intimately Unreal and UC++ to, like, kind of do some portfolio pieces because um, getting into, like, AAA games, you really need to know C++. And yeah. uh, that's kind of one of my weaker points at the moment, so I'm really trying to focus on doing it. So it's really great that, like, once you reach out to me, I was like, oh, what is this? And I saw, like, so many tutorials. Um, and some of them are actually on Udemy, so I was just kind of doing it through Udemy. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Are you focusing just on C plus plus for you for Unreal, or are you focusing just more generally on C plus plus as a language? Um. So as far as C plus plus goes, I feel really confident using like pure C plus plus, just like getting individual studio and like creating right. a program. Right. Um. I think a lot of because like you're like you're totally right in that sense like Unreal like C plus plus is very different than like pure C plus plus. Yeah, it's like a subset of C plus <laughs> plus. Yeah, in the same way that like Unity is very different than like just straight C sharp for sure. Right. Um, exactly. But I want to make like some games in C plus plus to be like, hey, I can make games in C plus plus. Like, look at this. Um, and kind of just like get to just do it because it's one. It is one of my weaker points. Like, I want to try to like be. To learn, I, I love learning. So like I've used several, so many engines, and like Unreal, I think is just my next big hurdle. It's been so hard to like get over the like mental roadblock of this is different than Unity, or this is uh this is more confusing than it needs to be. Why is it like this? And it's not, and it's totally me. Like I know that. So that's one of like what I guess my thing. I think it's an absolutely fair point. It's, I mean, really, honestly, C sharp and and you know, as a language, takes a lot of the confusion out of out of programming. It allows you to focus almost exclusively on the logic, which is beautiful. C plus plus, you have to think about things a little differently because of the prescriptive nature of the language. Yeah. Like I really, I really like, really like it. The, what I can do with it. Um, I feel like getting into it's been so hard though, because like. <laughs> There's like a huge barrier. They talk about C++ very scientifically. Um, and like, if you don't know what any of the things are, then it's hard to like get into it. I feel like I, there's been a lot of things I've had to go like look up. I'm like, what is that? Like in, um, even, just, like, <laughs> even like in interviewing, like they're like, oh yeah, so do you know what this is? And I'm like, uh, nope, I'm gonna go look that up as soon as we're done. <laughs> um, what I found to be challenging about it is that there's so many different versions of the language and there's so many different styles. And in addition to learning C++, you also have to be able to understand C and how the me mechanics of C classes work to, I mean, it's just, it's, it's an insanely huge amount of knowledge. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's something feeling... you can never stop learning about. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I was feeling really overwhelmed with it until like I saw a um, a video that the C++ creator created and he said like he his advice to new people was to not get bogged down in the old C++, learn the new C++. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that really helped me because I was like, oh my god, where do I even start? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of times about the only times you really ever need to know that kind of stuff is when you're working with other people's codes that, you know, are legacy style. And that's where, yeah, it can introduce a lot of confusion. I struggled with that hugely as I was learning C++ and absolutely agree. Like, forget all of that old stuff. Just do modern C++. It's a fantastic language. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid of C++. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Sorry, get, for get it eventually. <laughs> Jumping over the interview there, you just happened to hit on a note that I'm also very enthusiastic about. <laughs> Have you seen the Cherno on uh, YouTube, Jacqueline? Seen what? The Cherno. It's um, a YouTuber. Uh, yeah, you, should, you should look him up after this. He does C++ tutorials, and he, he just explains it extremely well. And now he's trying to make his own graphics engine, like his own game engine. Oh, nice. Yeah. And he's just having a whole tutorial series on explaining how he's doing it. And he's having everyone like watch him on live streams. And it's very cool, dude. 
I think it'll help you learn a lot of C++. That's where I go when I don't have questions like unique pointers or templates. I'll go to him and he explains it. I'm like, I got it now. Thanks. <laughs> so in how often do you study? Is it just like you just do it for as long as you find it curious? Or do you have like a set plan? Or um, I, I program and make games every day. Um, like every day. Uh, maybe except for like Sunday and mo most of the day Saturday. But usually... I'll hit it in the morning on Saturdays too. Um, it's so much fun for me. I really, really enjoy it. So I'm always basically thinking about it and working on it. And that sounds like very workaholic when I say it out loud, like so much. But like I always have like big questions, like oh, like what happens if I could do this? Like right now, I'm creating like a uh, like a level editor just to like do it because I've never made one before and I wanted to like make something cool. I don't You're know. Making a level editor, like to be able yeah. to create different levels. In yeah, uh, so, Unreal? Not in Unreal. Um, in oh. Unity, because like I honestly, like I could probably pull it off in Unreal, but it would be like a lot longer process for sure. Um, I was doing one in Unity. I was. Um, if I, Wait, hold on. Yeah. At least for me, it cut out. I didn't. I didn't hear what you said. Oh yeah. Um, I also like super started there for a minute. Um, so uh, I'm making one in Unity. I'm creating like a strategy type game. It's kind of like this project I started in school that I was like, oh, this would be so cool to do as an assignment, but the scope for an assignment is was like way too big. And like, so I was like, oh yeah, I, I'm gonna have to like put that off to later. And recently I was um, tutoring one of the students at UIT um, and she was doing the same project. And I was like, oh, I have to get back to this. So I started creating like the hex map for it. And I was like, um, oh, well, I actually want to add, like, some land masses, and I want to, like, mm -hmm. do rivers. And so I started just creating, like, a, a level editor to add those things to my level. And I think I'm totally going to keep it in there so people can, like, make their own too, if I ever get it to release. Yeah, that'd be cool. Make documentation and put it on GitHub. This is yeah. my level editor. Yeah. Now, how do you plan out your like coding sessions like for instance level editor how do you like design it do you have like a design you do and then you say this is how i'm gonna architecture it or like do you just go and um i think it's kind of like a mishmash really um i think sometimes it's way easier to like know what you need when you're doing it um yeah. that's not always like the best practice though um mm -hmm. so like i like with the level editor like i knew what i wanted to do kind of like i wanted to make like for the most part, like I want this land mass and I want to be able to like move it. So I started with that and then um, I got that and I was like, oh, well, it'd be cool, like add some rivers. And then I did that. Um, but like before I did each thing, I kind of had to like think about how it would fit into like what I already had because um, like I'm creating the uh, terrain like at runtime by um, like creating triangles and vertices and stuff. So like you have to think about like, oh, if I just like throw in a river here, like how I have to like make it so everything around it still works. So there's like a bit of planning there. I typically will like make a like a to-do list, I guess, kind of like all the points of what I think I need mm -hmm. um, and then kind of expand as I go. And I guess it really depends on like if it's my project versus if it's like some like I'm working with other people because I'm more organized and I like totally document everything when I'm working with other people <laughs> um, than like when it's just for me, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, no, I feel that too. <laughs> it's like, I, I got it. I don't need to explain all of it. Yeah. Although, 
I've never like done the UML thing because like honestly until recently I didn't even really know how to do it mm. um, they talked about it in school like a little bit and they kind of showed it off like to explain like what the thing we were doing was but they never were like oh yeah make one so um, I'm probably gonna go ahead and practice that because like that was so like it seemed overwhelming at first but now like now that I've read up on it a little bit I'm like oh okay it's not so bad I should do that UML can be useful for certain kinds of things. The the trick to it is finding a good UML tool. Uh, there's there's a and and basically all of the good ones are you have to pay for them. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's really the challenge with UML. There's there's a difference between drawing UML drawings and using a tool that's actually able to intelligently assist you in architecting the software. So yeah, that's 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 the big thing about UML in my mind is finding a good tool. Yeah. When you were doing on Unity stuff, were you were you creating games like right away? Or were you just doing like tutorials in school or like how did you, the process go with learning on Unity plus C sharp? Yeah, so um that's like so at my school they had like a intro to to programming class, which they teach in JavaScript. And then the next class after that is the Unity class. Like um it's the first like game programming class you'll take and when you go into it you have never touched unity or c sharp so you kind of have to learn it like at the same time so for me um i just did a lot of tutorials i have um my best friend will and i we went to school together and we were always just um working together like out in like the common area where all the computers are like helping each other out like oh how did you do this because like i have no idea i'm like watching this tutorial and this guy is like using a rigid body to move. What's a rigid body? Uh, um, <laughs> like at that time, it was like, oh, I don't know. I'm just gonna, I gotta have to like figure it out. Cause like in class they did it, and like they um, at the time didn't like record the lectures, so you're like having like, oh, what did he do in class? So I ended up just doing a ton of tutorials and like kind of self teaching myself a lot of it, like mm -hmm. alongside of like what I was being taught in class. And just because I'm like so curious and love this so much, like I always like would be like, I get what I needed done and then I'd like, oh, what's the next thing? Like what cool thing can I add? So like basically I was just always watching tutorials, always like messing around with stuff, <laughs> trying to do something fun, cool, just learn. Yeah, just have fun. And so would you say that like you being with Will and like showing each other's uh, each other's code and like you know, bouncing off ideas helped you learn way more than if you just did it alone? Absolutely, yeah, for sure. Um, uh, all the time, yeah. If we, like, went all the way through school together, um, and we were kind of each other's, like, person, like, their second programmer. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard of, like, paired programming, but, like, if, if it was kind of like that where we'd both be doing our thing, and we'd both, like, oh, hey, look at this. I can't figure out this bug. And, um, it made it so much easier and it was really great to have that support person because like there were times we were just like i'm done i i it's, i can't figure out this one mm -hmm. thing and it's like oh uh hey you have a typo right there and it's like oh, i just spent four hours deep oh my gosh <laughs> um oh, right and like just be able to like come up with solutions to problems together because like we like we work together on boss boss simulator and um being able to like do all the design stuff like for the systems that we build and like just all of that was just really great and like for sure i would not probably be kind of where i'm at in unity with like out will for sure so yeah so it's a big one networking sharing your work 
So we have a community forum on GameDev.tv, and it's a great place for people to go and ask questions, show their work, and meet people who they can then do exactly what you did with Will and have like a study buddy. Yeah. What would you recommend for people who maybe are shy or don't have access to a friend at the moment because they're doing it online or self-learning? Like, what would you recommend they do to meet their Will? Um, well, yeah, I know it's really tough right now because of COVID, so... Um, and everything's pretty much online. So, so far, as far as I can tell, the, the game dev.tv Discord is, like, really popping. Um, it's so busy. Like, everyone is posting in there so much. Um, so, like, I think, like, that's probably a really great place to find someone, especially if you're doing one of these tutorials. Because um, they're doing the same thing as you are, right? So, like, go ask the question. Um, if you're not feeling, like, confident enough, um, um, I don't know. Uh, it's online, um, so I mean, it sucks. I know being shy. Um, I like haven't yeah. dealt with that in such a long time, so I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> um, it's online. Like, I guess worst case, like mm -hmm. you just like delete your message. Um, I think like with with me, um, meeting will. Like, I just kind of had to put myself out there a little bit. But, mm -hmm. um, like, pretty much with all of my friends, you have to put yourself out there a little bit. But I promise, like, you're more than likely going to find your person if you try, for sure. Exactly. And then with the game that TV community and probably millions of other communities out there, I'm pretty sure yeah. everybody's really nice and really caring and, and is not going to go out there and, like, bash on you. Unless you go on Stack Overflow, you never know. But, uh, but definitely the GameDev community has people who are helping on Unity, Unreal, Gato, Drawing, all that stuff. They're just willing to help. They just want to they just want to see you succeed. They want to succeed. And we also have teaching assistants who want to help you succeed, too. So don't be afraid. And then I, people are slowly starting to do, like, little groups. Like, we even had an Unreal review group, which is kind of how this podcast started. But you get people to come together just to just bounce ideas around, share their code, talk about stuff. And I'm telling you, you meet so many people who are just like on the same boat. So don't, don't be afraid. You got this. <laughs> pretty much Kevin's my paracoder. Yeah, pretty much. Except he's way more advanced than I am. <laughs> but uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> yeah. So when you graduated from college, what did you do after that? Did you go to a job? Did you keep working on your own games? Uh, well, I tried to go to a job. Um, so, yeah, right now I'm currently looking for work. Um, I'm working with um, the Pineapple Studios guys kind of like as a for fun thing. Um, they're working on releasing Kingdom Jump, which has been like a really fun experience. So I've been working with them. Um, I've been really trying to like network and get to know people like out in the world because it's kind of like lonely here in my bedroom by myself coding <laughs> yeah. so a lot of what i've been doing is just kind of like finding the like forums um finding people like uh, you guys like i gave dev.tv to like talk to i joined the igda um so international game developers association for those of you who have not heard of it it's basically just a really fun club of people who make games so like if you're not like already in one of the discords in your local area you should totally try to like look it up online and join because you're gonna find a lot of people who are doing exactly what you're doing and a lot of them like are very open to like mentoring um so i've been like working with people like through the igda discord i've uh, i've met a lot of people and um so i've been just kind of jumping on projects where i'm needed kind of like just to get to know people 
get some experience. I've definitely been working on my own projects because, like, like I said earlier, workaholic. Um, <laughs> I think so, you have to be workaholic to be a programmer. <laughs> um, I know. I just love it so much. Like, I just like really people want to go for a run for fun. I want to go sit and program for fun. People want to read a book, watch a movie. I want to go program. Like, that's what I want to do. Um, but yeah, so I've been getting to know people and then working on my own things for sure. Like I'm still working on Boss Simulator with Will, um, so we can hopefully get that out probably late this year on Steam. Uh, hopefully everything goes well with that um, and no roadblocks, hopefully. Currently we're good. Um, and then, yeah, I'm, I'm actually interviewing um, a lot like lately uh, at various companies. Like I've interviewed at like Rockstar and Ooh, okay. um, Santa Monica Studios. Um, so like so many, uh, Heavy Iron Studios. Did you already do the interview or are you going to the interview? Uh, yes, I've already done all those. Um, and this is kind of how I figured out that my C++ skills are not good enough to. Oh, to okay. Yeah, so this is kind of like, I did a bunch of interviews and I was like, yeah, I can do Unreal. Like I, I know how to do that. I've used C++, hit the interviews and they asked me all these questions. I'm like, whoa, I don't know a lot of that. Um, and I think it's more of the theory stuff about like memory management, um, all of that fun behind the scenes stuff that you, don't really super use like uh, upfront on the day to day, like because usually the engine handles a lot of that stuff for you. So it was kind of me going, whoa, okay, I go back to square one and start learning all these like cool things about how it works in the back end. Um, so I mean that's been really fun because like I I really didn't know it and I probably walked in there really blindly, like slap in the face here, slap in the face there, but. Yeah. Um, now I do know those things, right? I do know some of those things and I'm getting better at it. So, um, if you are like out there interviewing and you're getting turned down, like don't even, I know everyone says, don't even worry about it, but like for real, take, take notes, get back up, go study and then go back out there and do it again. Cause that's basically mm -hmm. all I've been doing. Um, and I've been getting a lot of like attention from like these companies and like, um, then not getting the job cause I'm not like at the level where I need to be. But every time I do it, I learn something new that I didn't know. And now I can go do it and learn it. And hopefully the next time will be better. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've interviewed with them. I'm interviewing with uh, two companies right now. Uh, so I'm having a lot of fun learning about it. It's all that um, matters. Yeah. It kind of sucks. It kind of sucks <laughs> getting turned down a lot. But it, yeah. But like if, if, I, if that didn't happen, I would not now know some of the things that I know. Right. And I wouldn't. Every time, every time I just try to take something away from it, for real. I'm curious. Some of these interviews, do they ask you about any, like, 3D math? Uh, some of them, yeah. Um, so I've had ones where it's like, oh, there's, a, like, a million balls bouncing around in the in this one room. Like, how can you tell if there's, like, a collision happened? Stuff like that. Some people ask, like, do you need math to program or do you need math to do games and blah, yeah. blah. So, like, what would you say to people asking those questions? Like, I would say, well, yeah. how should they study, too? Um, yeah, so honestly, I use math every single time I program, um, like a lot of algebra for sure. Um, people are like, oh yeah, do you really need to know math? And I think like when you're working inside of an engine, like, yes, it does a lot of it for you. Like in Unity, like you can use like rigid body and the colliders to like get all that information. You don't have to like calculate it. Um, but like with my level editor for, I, I have to do some of the math to like figure out where to put the hexes because like they're not squares. So you have to like kind of take that into consideration, stuff like that. Um, 
I was like, I didn't like a, uh, I don't even, I just want to say yes. Like you use, I use math yes. so much. <laughs> like, um, like I've been using like, uh, graphs and like matrices like lately. Mm -hmm. So like there's a lot there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. And I never got to take, um, uh, what is it called? It's like a math class um, that I really wanted to take, but like I never got to in college. Linear algebra, like everyone's like, oh yeah, you should take linear algebra. And I wanted to, um, but I never got to. So I'm not for sure like, I'm sure I'd have a much easier time if I took that class, I feel like with some of the stuff instead of like learning it on the fly. But yeah. I, think, I think anyone can learn anything. Like if you're interested, True. learn it, like go figure out how to do it. And if you want to do it enough, you will, right? Like I think that's like a big one for me is like I get interested in something and then I like go learn it like on my own if I don't have anyone to teach me or I find someone to teach me or I go on like like places like gamedev.tv and Udemy and find find courses. Yeah, and then the best thing too about these courses and all this stuff is it gives you feedback. It gives you a better, a good way of doing it, but you can go on your own and and try and experiment. Like, hey, maybe they did it like that, but how can I do it in a way that I think might be better or might be written in a more refat like improved way that runs better, is faster, smoother. Yeah, definitely. You should like always that. always make it your own. Definitely. Yeah, and then uh, for the math thing, another thing. So, like, say you're trying to learn for the games. Do you like? use a textbook do the problems and then like oh i got it or do you like when you're coding you say oh i need to solve this math problem let me go find the solution and then just code the solution you think that works better um yeah so i i guess i could never say that i've used a like i've never used a textbook uh while programming um with math however um I do sit there and try to solve it like i have a whiteboard set up like right next to my desk and mm -hmm. i um and i use it so much and I even like use it to the point that I actually have uh, some paper that like on a roll behind my desk, like that I can just pull down and write on and cut it off and pull down some more, um, because like usually my whiteboard is full and then I have like the paper. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous actually now that I'm like talking about it out loud, but because <laughs> I do, I, I, <laughs> I hit these problems where I'm like, oh shoot, let me write this, let me write this one thing down, let me try to figure it out, and then I'm like, oh, I need more room, so I just like I got a paper paper roll but so um, down, like ideas or solutions uh, yeah so i guess most recently um i was doing a maze like um that the ai kind of solves using a star search algorithm which yes uh just kind of to learn how to do it do it for fun um and just work on something interesting i guess um and a lot of the stuff that like for the paper that i used was for debugging because i'm like oh, great, I have uh, this error that's a logical error, great. Um, so then I like go through it, walking myself step by step, and I write stuff down, and like I, like, like I for real, like, wrote down, like, the couple of if statements, like, well, if this, then this, and then I would, like, check each step for, like, a couple of things. And I, um, I was using the debugger tool in Visual Studio, but I was, like, going through and I, I don't know, I just kept like losing track. So I was like, I'm going to do it on my paper. And I did like a couple and then I realized I had a typo, right? And I was like, damn it, there's three hours of debugging. <laughs> I have to admit that I'm very encouraged listening to what you're saying because all of the things that you've described are things that I also do, but I was always kind of, you know, a little 
concerned that maybe you know the things that I'm doing aren't necessarily conventional or that other people don't necessarily do those things that way. Oh. So like <laughs> talking about like you know scribbling down notes and like working out the logic and debugging step by step that's literally everything about my workflow. So I'm like okay maybe I'm not a freak. <laughs> yes, I know how that feels. Um cuz like for me working with other people I I think about things a lot differently and it's very apparent like so I'm like I'm always sitting here thinking I'm weird too I'm like am I doing something wrong like but I think everyone <laughs> just has a different flow a different way of thinking about things for sure and sure. I guess you and I are just the people that need to write it down <laughs> exactly <laughs> no but it helps because like for me I never really wrote I mean I write stuff to, stuff down like notes but never like the design of like the program and I can see where that has been a problem for me where it's like I don't really understand what I'm building I'm just like I kind of get it let me just write the code and it's more like let me solve the problem let me think about it let me actually have the solution so all I have to do is write it and there'll be no errors or like hopefully there'll be no errors yeah see that seems crazy to me because like I also don't just write a solution down and then do it like that seems like yeah. how do you do that um, I for sure will, oh, here's my like overarching plan, like here are my goals, here's the solution, here's a couple of ways I think I might be able to solve, but never like, oh yeah, I'm just going to outline this and then write it. That's so, I've heard people doing that and that, that kind of blows my mind. I'm like, wow, you must really get this. Yeah, I'm not there. That's not me. <laughs> yeah, it, it depends a lot on exactly the scope of what it is that you're doing because I don't always necessarily write things down in a book. A lot of times I use the book for like bigger concepts that I'm kind of, I need to like visualize maybe, like drawing yeah. rows among things, you know, like this data flow goes over to here and blah, 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 right? Yeah, I, I totally feel that because like I think I am. I'm like very hands on. Like I think I'm a, like a. I need like the audio visual cues of like things because when I write it down, it's easier for me to see. And when I talk yeah. out, like I talk out loud to myself, like all the time, like if you ever, <laughs> like, I'm glad that I get to work from home right now. Cause like, I'm sure people would be like, Jacqueline, what are you doing? <laughs> cause I do, I talk to myself and I say I like what I'm thinking out loud because then I can hear it. And then I'm like, Oh, that's really wrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I always just make the excuse. I'm talking to my cat. Mm. Ah, see, there you go. <laughs> but no, actually, that's a really good thing. I've started doing that recently, just like speaking out loud about like what I'm trying to solve, and it helps so much. It's almost as if I'm talking. Yeah, it really yeah. does. Because, like, have you ever had a problem, and then you're like trying to tell someone what your problem is, and then you're like, oh, I know the solution now, right? It's like it's exactly mm -hmm. that. You just have to do it to yourself first. That's why so, they have that meme, the rubber ducky. <laughs> Actually, I do have one, yeah. So I can almost do the same thing. I noticed something about me. I can't type and talk at the same time. They seem to use the same part of my brain. And so I can talk by typing into comments. And I kind of sometimes will, like, map things out that way. I'll just type comments to, like, reason out what it is that I'm trying to do. And then I'll go and turn that comments, you know, that block of comment pseudocode more or less into actual code. Yeah, that's like a really great way. I do that a lot too, um, especially if I kind of know what I want to do, like, or if I like really don't know what I want to do, I guess. Um, also. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. A lot of times I kind of, yeah, I'll, I'll sketch out kind of what I want to do. And oftentimes it doesn't work out that way when I actually put it in code. But yeah, it helps kind of, yeah, just to kind of get a free ride just to help. I guess it's like making your own brain understand the problem so that you can then Code yeah. solution right <laughs> with your brain <laughs> yeah gotta trick the brain 
tricked your brain to solve the problem for you. Yeah. How many times, how many, how many of us as programmers go to bed without a solution and then wake up in the morning like, I got it. <laughs> oh, like yes. I dream about, <laughs> yes. I dream all the time about like making stuff and solving issues. Actually, <laughs> that's actually what happened to me in my, one of my recent technical interviews. I like, there was like, there's no, it was a take home. There was really no like hard deadline, but I really didn't want to spend more than like three days on it. Cause I was like, uh, and then like day two, I went to bed. I'm like, I can't figure it out. And the next morning I was like, oh my God, I had the most amazing dream and I had the solution and it worked. That's but did insane. you remember it when you woke up? <laughs> yes, I did. I was like, like awesome. The problem. It's like, it's like you were Dr. Strange where he like was able to sleep, but in astral project himself so he can still study. I was like, <laughs> right. you just did that. <laughs> Yeah. If only we could do that. Sure. About now, the only thing that happens to me whenever I get into that lucid dreaming state is it usually ends in a panic attack. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, I had well. cancer several years ago. Ever since then, I've had anxiety problems. Uh, figure. <laughs> yeah, well, I can imagine. I'd be so worried about it, too. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you do it. But good thing it's not here anymore. Now... When you were talking about like you almost wanted to give up and your you know will helped you out, is there ever a time or like more times where you've struggled with something or you felt like I can't get out of this? Dark times essentially. And then how did you get through that? I was trying to be like funny. I was like, oh yeah, not just in programming. Um, I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> I try to be funny a lot. It's just it's never it never works out usually. So um, anyway. <laughs> Yeah, seriously, keep keep at it because it really is. It's a developed skill. It's it's. I I still fall flat occasionally when I try to crack jokes like that. Don't worry. I mean, I've been trying for like thirty years. I still suck at it. So, but I'm better now. Yeah, for sure. Well, the one thing with that is if you gotta go bigger, don't do it at all. Like, commit. that's right. Exactly. Um, there's, there's actually funny there's there's actually a, a philosophy book written by plato about humor it, it's it's part of it is lost but we have like pieces of it and it's it's really kind of interesting when they talk about the nature of comedy <laughs> mm -hmm. it's oftentimes just pointing out the obvious thing that everybody's ignoring yeah <laughs> getting back to your question before like we totally get off topic and don't answer it <laughs> um yeah so honestly i think Everyone has the moment where they're like, I can't do this, like, right now. And I've never had the one where I wanted to quit programming altogether, although I have um, maybe made someone else feel that way one time. But What? Dang. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, yeah, so that, I don't know if that was just me, though. I think there was a lot going on, but, um, so, no, yes. I myself out of that literally last night. I, I had to spend five minutes just saying, like, nope, it's just a temporary problem. You're just tired. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. Just go to bed, <laughs> and it'll be fine in the morning. And guess what? It was fine this morning. Yes. Well, I'm a very optimistic person, and, like, sometimes that really surprises me. So I've never, ever felt like I'm just, like, I want to quit everything or, like, I, right. I never want to program again. I do have, thing, like, things where I'm, like, I don't want to work on this problem anymore, right? And usually mm -hmm. that's kind of my signal to, like, walk away because, like, you're not going to be productive, like, at all if I keep staring at this. So usually I'll take, like, a break. Um, I'll go get, a like, a snack or lunch if I haven't had it or go just, like, get some water or go to the park, you know, whatever come back like usually the whole time i'm like walk taking the walk or going away from it i'm thinking about the problem though so it's not like a huge step but sometimes i can figure it out while i'm taking my break 
Um, sometimes I can't. Um, I think I, as a person, when I get very stressed out, I love to vent. Like I, I, I talk to myself through problems. I, it's just kind of the thing that I do to help myself like process. So like I vent so much. So it really helps me to like, just talk to like, Will be like, Oh my God, this is a stupid problem. I can't figure it out. And usually it's so dumb. And he's like, Oh, well, did you try this? And it's like, no, I did not. And that was obvious to you but it wasn't obvious to me um and i think a lot of it's just like you get too deep in your own problems like you you start to forget the whole thing um so i definitely love talking to like other people when i'm struggling um if i'm feeling especially down i just take a break because like you shouldn't hate the thing that you love right yeah um I think that's mainly i've never felt like i want to quit programming though i think i love it too much like <laughs> Like, you know how you have kids and you hate your kids sometimes, but you really love them forever? That that's I think that's how I feel about programming, for sure. <laughs> um, I don't care, so I don't know how that feels. But Aaron, <laughs> is that correct? <laughs> yeah, definitely. And and it's funny you say that because most programmers do view their code as their babies. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, That's why although, it's very, very difficult to do a code review because you're essentially anything you come back with is like calling somebody's baby ugly. <laughs> yeah, like I just, I don't know, I just don't get that. Like, um, oh, and wow. then it's just like, like for me, like I love what I do and I love doing it. And I, yes, it sucks to like have to redo things, but honestly, like I think I just have at core like the best interest of my project at heart right so if someone comes back and says like oh this is terrible because of this or like oh you need to change this because it doesn't work as well or we're going to go in a different direction like yes it totally sucks that they didn't want my thing that i did that i worked so hard on but like at the end of the day like if your game is way better because like you cut one thing or you had to rework something i think it's worth it oh yeah I just, I don't know, I don't get butthurt about it. Like, I know some people do, and some people take it very, very personally. But for me, it just seems ridiculous sometimes, because it's like, don't you want your game to be good? (laughs) Yeah. Because there's, well, there's there's an interesting balance there. And and I find, you know, so you're, you're working professionally. Do you find that that the timeline challenges and the timeline demands sometimes, you know, kind of impact the amount of effort and the amount of like perfection that you need to put into your code. Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like that's a big struggle. I think, you know, I think, yeah. I want it to be better, right? I might, for sure. I totally might feel differently about this. Like once I get out in the world, for sure. Um, but like I've worked with lots of teams and, Honestly, like, I love getting feedback from people on my work because then I know how to, like, fix it and how to, like, do it better next time. Or, And, like, yes, deadlines do affect it. Because, like, if you have something coming up really soon, like, I've totally had, like, an unrealistic deadline. And it's like, dude, you're going to get, like, a quarter of what you just asked for. Um, but <laughs> I've also had deadlines that are really long where I could, like, spend a lot of time on it. I don't know. I just, I think... I think I, maybe I'm just super weird. Like, am I like a sociopath? Like, <laughs> no, absolutely not. Enough? <laughs> it's, it's actually a little freaky how similar you and I are when it comes to this kind of stuff because I'm also a perfectionist, but I work in corporate, you know, IT and corporate development environments, and that's almost always the biggest, you know, the biggest constraint is how much time you have to do something. You may want to do it the the perfect way, but you just simply don't have the time for it. A lot absolutely, of time. yeah. That's one of the biggest things I struggled with 
with yeah. like at college was like wanting to do it perfect versus like what I could actually get done. Because one of <laughs> right. the biggest things that I learned was like how to figure out how to scope yourself, right? Like how 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 good am I at this, or like how much do I understand this to actually get this done in the time frame? Which has been like really awesome because now I can like tell people like, oh yeah, it's gonna take me two hours and it will be two hours, or like, oh yeah, it's gonna take me like five minutes and it's like five minutes. Like again, I've gotten really good at that, and I think I think going to school and like getting over my perfectionism was mm. the thing that did that for me. And it's great what you said because I mean I think it's reasonable that you want your product to be better so or your code to be better. So you just get feedback and you improve upon it. I don't see why people would get stuck on it. It has to be this way. But it's like... <laughs> I think no? it's an emotional thing. It's yeah. really not... It's not a logical thing. Like, programmers, like, we're so logical. But, like, I think we're also really emotional. <laughs> I think uh, I think a part of it is just recognizing that there's an acceptable amount of technical debt. You can solve yeah. a problem and still leave more of the problem that can be solved in the future. Mm. It's true. Maybe, yeah. I know. I just don't... Maybe, I don't know. Just don't well, worry. I agree with you. I want my code to be as perfect as possible, as resilient, as mature, as, as, you know, as usable for other people as it can possibly be, because that's just my nature as, as somebody who's designing, you know, a framework or an engine or something like that. You know, I'm, I'm interested in the language for, for the elegance of the language and, and less for, you know, like, I, you know, necessarily wanting to accomplish anything. <laughs> <laughs> I admit it. I just code because I enjoy it, really. Yeah, me too. So, now, what was it like working at Pineapple Studios? Um, it was the biggest project I've ever worked on. So, naturally, there's going to be some chaos there, um, like especially coming in, like onto like a project that's been worked worked on for like over a year. It was the first time I didn't come onto something fairly early, so mm -hmm. there's a little bit of like. Uh, a moment where I was not where I was used to being, right? Where you have to like kind of figure out where you fit in and like how you can help. Um, and that definitely took me a, a second um, to be like, okay, where are we at? So I, I did a lot, like starting out, I did a lot of like reviewing the things that they already did, um, which because I'm a perfectionist, I started critiquing code and like, oh, there, you could do this so much better if you did this. And um, had to like, pull myself back from that for a bit because like I took a lot of notes and I gave them all the notes that I had because like I like to help people make their things better like if, I would hope someone would do that for me for sure um mm -hmm. I don't know if they'll actually like do anything with that um or oh, not no. people hate probably that. not um <laughs> but I didn't like give it to the actual programmers I was like hey lead um I I reviewed all this stuff and got like onboarded in the project here's some notes that I had um and then I got started refactoring stuff because actually um he was like oh yeah these are really great notes you should you should totally do some of this stuff so i refactored um their uh like traps and hazards and stuff for their uh because it's like a platformer game that they're working on um and then i kind of floated around just helping out where where it was needed uh for a while um i live in a different time zone than they do so it's was like collaborating and like being able to like actually like be working when they're working was is very hard because um, like when I get up it's 6 a.m. and it's like 2 p.m. for them so they're all like getting ready to like leave in a couple of hours so there's only like a few hours of like time overlap between working so 
I had to do a lot of the communication really early in the morning and get that out of the way. So like I knew actually what I was supposed to be doing or like where, like what things had happened while I was asleep because they were working while I was asleep. Um, mm-hmm. so that was a huge, like a huge barrier for sure. Like just being on that different time zone. Although I think it's really helped. Like I feel like I can communicate better. Like I know, like I'm able to like better plan it out. Maybe, I don't know. It was it was hard at first because I was like I don't know when they're there. Hello, are you there? <laughs> hello, um, hello. I need help. Yeah, but I had to like figure out like the groove, and I think like just kind of anywhere when you start something new, like you you have to like do that. It takes time. Um, honestly, I love the people though. They are so much fun to work with. Like uh, my lead John, he is so funny. Um, and honestly, I really hadn't interacted with too many people from not the United States uh, up into that point. So that was really interesting. Like I'm like they're talking, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Saying like random words. I'm like, what does that mean? Because um, it's got they have like different slang. Do they have the strong accent? Or anybody? Uh, so I, I could understand what they were saying. Um, like I just didn't know what it meant. I think with some of like the slang things. Just like what's that um yeah. so that was really fun like i got to like collaborate and talk and work with people who like don't live here so i got to like talk to them about like what it's like in the uk um and things that they're they're going through in their lives um i've made a lot of friends like for sure uh and i think i'll definitely like once i like get going on my own thing and i'm not working with them anymore i'm definitely gonna try to keep in contact with the people that i worked with because they're really great people Oh yeah, of course. That's awesome that you get to meet people from UK because the game dev is part of UK, so I get to listen to them talk, and it's interesting. And and you get to also learn more about the world. And um, oh, I want to ask one thing about the whole working from a st- at a studio. Most people ask, like especially on the game dev forum, when do you feel like you're ready to move to a studio? So, like for instance, when did you feel like you were ready to go? You probably after you finished college, but like for students who are uh, self-teaching them, like when do you think is the right time, or should they just do it anyways? Um, so the more I learned about what I was doing, and the more understanding I got, the less ready I felt. Um, I really? think when when you don't know anything, you have a lot of confidence, right? Um, okay. And then when you start to learn it, you're like. Oh yeah, okay. And I think like you, you still have the confidence in the thing that you can do, but then like you realize that there was more than you thought, and then it's like, oh well, like I don't know. I started college like I'm gonna make games, and then like about halfway through, I was like, I still really want to make games, but like this is gonna be harder than I thought it was. And then like now, I'm like, I still really want to work at a studio and I want to make games, but like it's it's a lot. It's harder than I thought it was gonna be, and. There's a lot that I don't know, and like the more you know, the more you, the more you know, the more you don't know, right? <laughs> yeah. The more you know that you don't know, and then you kind of get that like. Get anxious. You feel I don't know. Yeah. Syndrome. That's me. Right you now, are too. describing what is known as the Dunning Kruger effect. Yeah, for sure. So like that was just me personally. So like if you yeah. have if you have a really solid like understanding of like the logic and you feel comfortable like yeah go for it like the worst thing that they're gonna say is no and then what you just know what you need to study and then you study it and you try again right there's no harm in that um yes i think i do suffer from imposter syndrome i think that's a thing and it doesn't there, there are a lot of people that do yeah, I've shared this story previously, but I, I used to work at Microsoft, and my first six months there, I felt like so head underwater. 
because the people around me were so high caliber. It was just like, do I belong here, really? <laughs> it's so easy to feel like that, even when you're out there interviewing, because like there, there are some people that you're going to interview with that really don't want you to work there, probably, because they're going to ask you the hard questions. They're going to go hard. They're going to go fast. They're going to. It's going to not feel fair. Um, but if that happens, you don't want to work there, probably, because like they should make you feel welcome, right? They shouldn't make it hard on purpose just to be a jerk. And I've had that, and I'm like, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't even know if I could work there because this guy, like, if everyone's like that, then, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, but I think, yeah, like, as far as interviewing goes, like, I've, the places that I've really loved are the people that were personable, um, and even though I didn't get it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm totally gonna play again. Like, at Rockstar, they are so amazing. They made me feel every step of the way that they wanted me to work there, and that the only reason why that I couldn't was because, like, I wasn't quite ready, right? And, like, that wasn't a big deal because, like, for me, I know, like, oh, yeah, I can get ready. I'll get ready. I'll see you in a couple of months. Like, I'm reapplying. Um, but that was that was the best experience. So I, I would for sure say, like, find a place like that. Find a place that wants you to work there and then work mm-hmm. there. Because that's where you're going to be happy. That's where you're going to be fulfilled. And, like, if anybody makes you feel bad in an interview, just, like, move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had well, Speasley said. Yeah, and, like, it's just so rough. Like, it's rough out here because, like, there's COVID. We're, we're here in a recession, right? And, like, mm-hmm. people can't hire. So it's really hard if you're new, like, to, like, applying. Apply, like, just apply for sure. But also, like, try to talk to people. Get out there. Um, like, I know it's really dumb. Like, you might hear it a lot, like, especially if you're in school about networking and, like, how important that is. But, um I don't know if it's important for getting a job because, like, I've networked a whole bunch, right? And, like, honestly, the thing that I got out of my networking is now I have friends. Like, I have people that I can talk to about game stuff, and I didn't have that before. So, like, for me, that's just a win. Um, so if I get a job out of that, like, that's just, like, the cherry on top of the giant ice cream sundae mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> now um, I want a giant ice cream sundae. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just love everything about what I do. and um, It's awesome. Congrats. I would do it. That's what you should have. Yeah. Now we're near the end, and usually at the end we do a uh, challenge for the game to the TV students, just like the challenges you do in the lectures. Oh yeah, yeah. So what would your challenge be to all the students listening? Oh, um, take your time. Yeah. Okay. I might have to like think about this a little bit. Um, Doesn't have to be complicated too. It's just the yeah. Short challenge. Yeah. I don't want it to be complicated. Um, honestly, like. Some of the things, like, if I were to think about it, I would think about it in the sense of, like, what are the things that I wish that I had done or wish I had known, like, starting out or, like, somewhere earlier in the process? Um, Honestly, I think, I don't know. (laughs) I think, like, definitely, like, talking to people and getting out there sooner would have been, like, way cool. Um, I don't know. That's a good challenge. You can do, like, an interview, interview someone in your field. Yeah, like, that'd be cool, because, like, then you kind of, like, I don't know, like, I know I want to do this, but then, like, if you don't know that you want to do this forever, like, that'd be such a good thing to do, because, like, then you could, like, figure out, like, oh, well, does this actually sound like something I want to do? Um, also, like, you get to learn more about, like, what it's like on a daily basis of, like, that person. Like, go on, yeah, okay, I got my challenge. Go on LinkedIn, connect with someone do, doing something that you want to do, um, and talk to them. Start a conversation. Ask them what they do. Ask them if, like... Um, questions about who they are, um, what they're what they're working on, and like maybe questions about like how what you could do like to do those things too. Like 
uh, what's something really important that you learned that would help like a someone like me just getting started, right? Because mm -hmm. I, yeah. I did like I did that, and oh my god, you would be surprised like how how many people will get back to you, and they're all really really nice. Like I've talked to a lot of people, I've gotten a lot of feedback. Um, LinkedIn is crazy. Like I don't know why I'm really bad at like other social media, but LinkedIn is so much fun. You're popping. Um, <laughs> yes, I can see on your post with the bull cow game. You just people just nonstop replying. Yeah, um, and I think yeah. like. I think LinkedIn is great, especially like for this kind of stuff, is because like they're interested in what you're interested in. They they want to they want to make games too. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm going to have to connect with you on LinkedIn so that I can see what it is that you're talking about. <laughs> oh, I, I've never thought of putting anything that I've done in programming on LinkedIn, but that's a very interesting idea. Yeah, I mean, I know it's like a business platform, but like uh, right. I don't know. Like at school, they're like, "Oh yeah, make a LinkedIn," and I was like, "Sure." And I never put anything on my LinkedIn until I graduated. Um, but I started posting just some of the stuff that I was working on, and I started connecting with people and following people. And uh, I did a game a week challenge for a while. I did YouTube videos, and people were really interested in that. Um, I I'm working on. Uh, just a couple of different projects. So I'm just like posting my progress on that. Like I like I posted some of my UI art. I like I posted um, just some of like the tutorials that I'm doing, right? And like going, people are like, hey, I did that one too. And there's a lot of talk about. So, and I really enjoy seeing what other people are working on too, because they also do it, right? Like I met like this girl, Mel, she does the um, uh, Feminist League of Coders. Like I joined that pretty early on, like in their in their process and like, it's like a great community. Like I just like I have friends on LinkedIn because I just we talk about stuff that we all enjoy. I don't know. I used to think uh, social media and like meeting people online was stupid, but now I really love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting that you say that because I have used LinkedIn a few times. I mean, that's you know when I was that's actually the last job that I got. I got through LinkedIn. But uh, yeah, I just never thought of it really as like a non-business social media. That's that's fascinating. <laughs> yeah, well, I definitely keep oh. it for professional, right? Because this is what I do like professionally. But that's a fair point. I do for yeah. fun. Yeah, that's a fair point. I guess yeah, my profile on there is related to what I do professionally. <laughs> mm -hmm. Even professionally, just... you still like communicating, have discussions about like game gameplay programming. Yeah. If you like did something like maybe that's not like NDA related at work, you're like, oh, this is cool. Check out like this cool tool or, oh, you guys should check out, um, I don't know, like this algorithm that I was using, right? So, like, so interestingly, we use Yammer for that a lot more. Yammer. Yeah. So Yammer is a like a Facebook-like social media that's internal for businesses. So you can also network with other businesses, but it's it's more for like IP related type stuff because it's more of a private social media type thing. So I guess that could, yeah, I mean, we do share a lot of those kinds of innovations and ideas with that. We keep it internal. So that uh, that explains a little bit of a business. I mean, you know, it's a business, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And like with, with new workplaces, it's definitely harder to be like, yeah, let's go what I'm working on for my job that you can't know about right. for years. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, exactly. Secret stuff, too. 
Mm, yeah, but I really enjoy it. Like, I get a lot of, like, really good tutorial. Like, like I, I've gone on there and just been like, hey, guys, I'm learning Unreal. Like, what are good tutorials? And That's a fantastic <laughs> idea. I love it. Yeah. I get a lot of, I get a lot of response back. And so, like, I feel like you just got to, like, do it. Like, post, post every day, like, at least once a day. And then you'll get people, like, interested in what you're saying. And you'll get people who want to help you. Because, like, everyone on there wants you to succeed. Like, I feel like I've not met mm -hmm. a single person who was rude or, like, was like, oh, yeah, I go, like, I don't care about you or what you're doing is stupid. Like, no, never. I, and, like, it just is really positive. Like, I think everyone just wants to help each other out. And it's, it's really great, really great vibe on LinkedIn for me right now. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm happy for you. And yeah, I'll, I'll definitely reach out and talk to you about the Unreal course. I want to know more about what you're up to with Bullcow Game, the Toon Tanks, Build and Escape. Yeah, well, I just started, so I just got to the Bullcow stuff. Um, mm -hmm. So basically, I'm still flying around the level and like editing the terrain and stuff like that. But um, <laughs> you fell into the distraction trap. <laughs> and played yeah. it so like, I'm trying to be authentic with it. Like, yes, I already know how to fly around the thing. Like, it's pretty much the same <laughs> in every engine. But um, I want to like go through and do it in case like there's something I didn't know, right? Like, I don't want to skip right. something and then like yeah. miss something that like totally helps me out, right? Yeah. So I'm trying to like, even though it's a little boring at first, because you're like, Ugh, I already know this, but like, like in the pure C++ part of that one, like. I learned what C in dot ignore is, and I learned what C in dot clear is. Like, I didn't know that before, and I didn't, mm -hmm. I never even encountered that issue, honestly, because I probably don't try to, like, take input, like, a lot like that, but, um, but, like, I didn't know that, and I even, like, went and looked up and read about it a little bit more, like, like, past that, just because I was like, oh, what's that? So, that's why I do it, even though I'm like, oh, yeah, I already know how to fly around Unreal, in case you show me a cool button I didn't know about that I want to know about, right? <laughs> See, that explains why you're successful. Because you're yeah. curious about every little thing, even if it's boring, you're like, I'm going to do it. Because you never know. There yeah, might be something you know, in there. I think a lot of it is just got to commit, like, commit to it, right? Like, you want to do this, got to do it. <laughs> and do it all the way. Even if you already quote unquote know it, you, you got to do it. There's the quote right there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so we always have a quote for the show and you just made the quote for this show oh yeah yep so <laughs> if you're gonna do it you gotta do it all the way yep <laughs> yes well like if you have if you have asset like there's no point in even doing it like why you just wasted your time if you're not gonna get the most out of it right right i don't know i've had such a weird life and like it's sometimes i surprise myself like how am i so positive like how, how come i'm like this like um, but honestly, I love the way that I think about things sometimes because, like, it helps me out so much, like, all the time. <laughs> yeah, that attitude, that mentality will get you far. You'd be surprised just by having that, like, you know, might not work. Let's just try it. We'll get you places. Honestly, you won't. You won't be sad that you networked. Like, as you're, if you make one friend, you've you've done your job, right? And then just make exactly. another friend tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, one you a day. just made one more friend. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, this oh, is Are it. you saying you're not going to accept my friend? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't even realize that's what you're saying. Let me... Oh, yeah? Okay. I know. I Savage. Okay, so just so you know, I get like 80 of these every day. Are you Aaron Stackpole? <laughs> yes, that's me, ma'am. Okay. You're at the top of my list, so obviously... Yes. No, I get so many LinkedIn requests. Um, I talk to so many people on LinkedIn. Um, 
I, it's, it's really fun. Um, so I've met a lot of people from like India on LinkedIn. It's really interesting hearing about like game dev, like uh, education there versus like what I had here in the United States. Like, um, it, it, it sounds like it's a lot harder to get into game dev there for sure. It's hard because it's like a lot of resources, but now it's growing because yeah. Unity India. Yes. Like, it's kind of like it's starting to grow. Now. But I get like a lot of people like, oh, like, do you have? any advice on this and I'm like dude I just got out of college you want advice okay um and then like I don't know sometimes I feel like I don't know enough about this you should you want my advice are you sure <laughs> but I have a lot of fun like I, I talk to everyone we have like pretty like it's not even stupid conversations there sometimes it's like oh hey how are you check this out and then I but most of the time it's like whoa I checked that out this is really cool how did you do that we have like really in-depth conversations which is so fun and I learn I usually learn a lot and I usually get pointed to something else that I'm like oh I need to learn about this like right now this is cool like I did a GOPE which is a goal-oriented action planning like um, I was talking to somebody about that and then every time I work on that I'm just like oh my god this is so cool and it's I'll get to a point where I'm like I don't know how to fix it and then like I'll fix it and I'm like oh my god this, this is so cool like every time I work on it it's like get that like I can't believe I'm doing AI <laughs> like ah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is so cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, we'll just wrap, wrap this up. It was uh, it was great having you on, Jacqueline. This was amazing. Yeah. We learned so much. Helped me out with some stuff. We got through the the, the imposter syndrome together, maybe, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, if you suffer from that, uh, it's, like, been the biggest struggle in interviews. So, because, yeah. like, you're like, oh, I need to talk about myself, like, positively here. But, like... <laughs> like, I don't know that, I don't know that, but I know this. I'm pretty awesome at this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Getting over that. It's just practice. That takes a lot of practice, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so thanks for coming on. And uh, we usually hand the mic to, to the uh, the guests at the end to uh, say any shout-outs, any last-minute quotes, anything you want. So, yeah, thanks for coming on, and hopefully have you on again soon. Oh, nice. Thank you. I get a shout-out. Oh, man. Okay, well, I guess... I would just have to shout out everyone that I've like connected with on LinkedIn because I've done a lot of cool things like uh, like with Mal and with um, with Steve. He's been really cool. He's been like uh, just messaging me about like random uh, stuff I could do to like up my interview game. Like it's been really good um, and. It's just really fun working with them on all the projects with you guys out there. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening. You can find all courses at GameDev.tv or in the show notes at a discounted price. Get started with your game development journey today.